This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to the You Choose Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Please take a moment, pause this podcast right now, and share it with someone you think would find this podcast interesting. We would really appreciate it. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com. That's the letter U, choosepodcast.com, and find the different ways that you can connect with us and how you can be part of the live event. And without further ado, let's get into the adventure you choose. Today, we're not going to do the normal book. We're going to do the Choose Your Own Adventure game. I'll just briefly explain it. It's basically the, the book, but each page is a card, and yep. you get to choose a scenario. You've got your psychic scale, which is basically your life points. Yep. Your danger meter. Right here in the middle. Dangeometer. Dangeometer. <laughs> and just like an 80s book, Eddie, you start out with a pocket knife. Oh, where's my knife? And a water bottle. <laughs> you know what? You're thinking ahead, kid. You bring the water bottle, you're hydrated, you bring a knife, and now you're knife-drated. Whatever. <laughs> and true to the 80s as well. You got some sick album art. Yes, on the back you're supposed of the to board. study that before you start the game. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe we should let the let the kids at home study this real quick. It's a little trippy, isn't it? I mean, everything about Choose Your Own Adventure lately has been trippy. Yeah, you know. True. I bet you if you look online, you could find this too. But this is the back of the uh, the board for House yep. of Danger. You know what? And I love the words here. By the way, I'm going to show this House of Danger. A cooperative adventure game. Adventure game, that's yeah. That's the kind of adventure that I want right now in my life, Lee, a cooperative one. And we can cooperate with you, Eddie, but we also got the chat to cooperate because just like the book, you're going to help us decide what happens in the game. Where do we go? It's up to you. Where are we going to go? Viewer. Yeah. So don't just scream at your phones. Don't do that. That's not going to help us out. Type in the yeah. comments where you want us to go as we go through this adventure. And, and Lee progresses us across the board here with that really smart sick camera setup, by the way. Kudos oh, to you, Oh, thank sir. you. So um, hopefully everybody can see okay. And you've got, yeah. you got clue cards. So basically, when you get to a decision, it might ask you to pick a, a clue card. Right. So. Let's go right. to the saloon, <laughs> Jesse says. Right, right. <laughs> Carolyn, uh, at some point, we have to choose whether or not to lick a frog. Well, you when might. Give, when given the choice to lick the frog, I think you always lick the frog. There you go. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and start, Get Eddie. In. Yep, let's do I'll it. read the card one. Okay. I'll so show it. You can follow along on yours. Look at that chain. Ooh. We're going we're gonna to break into some, you know, Eddie, we always break and enter. It seems like we commit a felony on a lot of these. Apparently in the eighties, trespassing and just getting into things that you shouldn't get into was like a crime that we were just okay with. We were like, it's, eh, a, it's, all right. eh, it's not bad. It's like, uh, you know, stealing a pack of gum or something. I, I don't know. Exactly. Well, they go, but did he kill anybody? No. All right. We'll let okay. it go. Let, let it go. go. <laughs> so anyway, chapter one, it's card the, one. Yep. It's a Tuesday morning in late June, and you wake up in a cold sweat. The nightmares came again last night. Even again. though you are an aspiring detective and psychic investigator, Ooh. you haven't been able to make sense of the haunting dreams you've had these past few weeks. In your dreams, you've been seeing the same spooky house, 
you're still shivering under the covers when you hear the phone ring downstairs in your basement. When you have your combination office and research laboratory, you dash down to the lab and answer it. I need, I need, a weak voice says when you pick up the receiver, I need your help. You hear a loud click and the phone goes dead. But you were prepared. While, I wonder if you learned that in correspondence school to be prepared. Exactly. No, you know, you know, we did. We're a big <laughs> believer of correspondence courses here on Covert Nerd, and we're exactly. not going to be turned around otherwise. If I can't learn it in the mail, I'm not interested. <laughs> exactly. While the caller was talking, you activated your high speed telephone tracing device. <laughs> high tech for this guy. Is it a high speed tracing device? No, sir. It's a low speed tracing device. Get that trash out of my Get face. I don't want that stuff. <laughs> Get it out of here. It instantly displays the caller's number, 555-7259. Always go with 555, Eddie. Always. Always. Try calling that number, kids. Try Ooh. calling 555. Let's see what happens. 555. I bet you five, Jesse will do it. 7259. Yeah, Jesse, you call that real quick. 555-7259. <laughs> Who am I, Dick Tracy? <laughs> yes, you are. All right. You call back the number right away, but there's no answer. After consulting the tall stack of reverse phone books behind your desk, you are disappointed to learn the number is unlisted. You sense that the phone call is someone related, somehow related to your nightmares. Later, while at the Hedgebrook Police Station to return a night scope you borrowed for a recent stakeout, you describe the mysterious phone call. You borrowed a night scope from the police station, Eddie. You know what? God bless that police station. Just loaning stuff out for no reason. Like, ah, oh, go for it. You seem good. You're, You're 10 a good years kid. old. You're a good kid. <laughs> You're 10 year old with a lab. This is a, with a combination lab and office. You know, it's like, this is a wise use of taxpayer dollars. Here you go, kid. <laughs> this night scope so costs awesome. $50,000. It costs I more than your <laughs> I love how you're you're 10, 9 years old. You've got a lab, an office, a night scope. You're a detective. You're a psychic detective. Don't just hire a detective, you dummy. Hire a psychic detective. What are you doing? Who's 10 years old? He's 10. Who's 10? Like Doogie Hauser. Right? Coming in. <laughs> Why didn't they make him tie his shoes, though? I did have a question about that. And I hope. He's in the hospital shambling around in his untied yeah. sneakers. It's like that's a that's dangerous, Doogie. Yeah, don't do that. You're a genius. Come on. You know, you're me. you're a genius child, but you can't tie your shoes. Can't tie your own shoes? What's going on here? Do you want a guy performing surgery on you that can't tie his shoes, Eddie? I don't. I don't. I'm laying on the table and a guy comes in the room and his shoes are just untied and they're a dirty rebocks. I'm gonna be like, whoa, 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 time out, time out. Listen. I dress casually anyway, but there's a limit, man. You're about to cut me open, and you can't even tie those dingy sneaks? Get out of <laughs> Get out of here. Get out I'm of done. here, Dr. Dr. Hauser. I can't do this. You just, like, un unplug all the wires that are hooked up to you, and you have your <laughs> you have that the hospital gown that's all open in the back. You just, like, walk exactly. out. Exactly. Just see my backyard all day long. Whatever. I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> Eddie, choose your own non-surgery adventure. Anyway, sorry. That was All a right. sidebar. sidebar on that one. So sidebar, yes. Your recurring dreams to your, you describe it to your friend Sergeant Morrison. 
That call does sound strange, he says. We'll look into it. And about that house you're in your dreams, a voice says from the hallway, I wonder if you're dreaming about the Marsden house out on Hedgebrook Road. Detective Murphy sticks his mustache into the room. Modern house, ornate gate. That sounds like the Marsden place, all right, says Sergeant Morrison. Strange things are reported to have happened out there. Detective Murphy takes a puff on his pipe. That place is haunted, he says. I know it sounds unprofessional, but I've had a file on the Marston house for years, and I'm sure of it. He waves a folder in front of your eyes, and a phone number written on the front jumps out at you. It matches the one from your mysterious call. (gasps) So, the call is related to your nightmares. Your psychic senses were right. Ooh. All right, so now we draw a clue. Number 26. Oh, so we're drawing clue. Card clue 26. Here we go. It says the grounds. Okay. Oh, chapter goal. Get inside the Marston house. So you place this on the top of your board. Has to tell us what our goal is right now. We just got to get inside. Oh, there's Tim from Rainbow Comics. Hey, there Tim. There he is. He's the nice. man. Hi, Tim, and he's back to work already. Yes, get back to those work. Com- those comics are not going to sell themselves, dude. No, no, you got to. So, yeah, check out Rainbow Comics. Tim's a great guy. All right. All right, he's amazing. Back at home, you grab a bottle of water and your nope. trusty pocket knife, which we got here, and prepare for a new investigation. Half hour later, you stand before the Marsden residence, which appears exactly as it did in your nightmares. The house's futuristic look is a strange contrast to the antiquated appearance of the stone wall and the wrought iron gate, which is locked shut and wrapped in steel chains. Even though the air is balmy and chill travels down your spine, the gathering clouds in the horizon hint at a brewing summer thunderstorm. All right. Here's our choice. If you search the wall for a way in, go to story card 13. Mm-hmm. If you climb the gate, go to story card seven. There you go. So do we climb of- in or do we look around for another way in? Search your choice, the kids. There you go, guys. Go at it in the comments. 13, search the wall. Seven, Climb the gate. I don't know about you kids, but an, a nice trope of the 80s is gate climbing. Oh, yeah. Uh, all the good movies have it. I mean, Goonies, uh, I think Monster Squad has a couple of good Monster gate Squad. jumps. Back to mm-hmm. the Future, some jumping over oh, gates. Yeah. I myself and have got 10. And you're 10, so it's part of the part of the thing. I have a hilarious quick story I can share, Lee, while people are giving okay. us their answers wait. here. Lived in upstate New York as a child, and we lived at the base of the Adirondack Mountains. It was gorgeous. We had this tall gate in the back, and I would climb it and kind of walk along it because I'm a kid, and it's the 80s. And walking along a fence that has pointed wood slats didn't dawn on me as a potentially dangerous thing. And so, I'm, of course, you see where this is going. I misplace a footstep, and I fall straight down on the fence. Ah, Now, I didn't get impaled, thankfully, but... It was the 80s, and I was wearing those nice, those nice colored 80s shorts that are incredibly mm-hmm. short already. And I fall, and those one of those pointed slats catches the back end of my shorts and has me suspended <laughs> in the air, giving me the the fence was giving me a wedgie. A wedgie. 
and I was dangling because I was like 10 and I my feet were like three feet above the ground. And I'm just like, ah, like, you just kind of swing in there. Whoa. Yeah, I was just, I'm like, uh, uh. and then eventually my shorts ripped, just ripped in half. And then, and then I had to, I had to run home carrying my shorts in my hands. It was the you're, best. You're probably the only one that got a wedgie by a fence. I think I might still be the world record holder in given, given a wedgie by a fence, by a, by a wood a wood fence. It could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. I could have landed on that thing just like a, you know, just Impaled. And I, yeah, been a game over. No kids, no nothing. Impaled Eddie. <laughs> Impaled, just not, no longer with us. So, <laughs> uh, so with that, I mean, if if y'all are watching uh, in the comments, say let us know uh, story card thirteen or story card seven. Seven being climb that for another way. Oh, see, look, gate climbing could catch your pants. I know so she's going to card 13. We got so, one for 13 so far. Let's look at card 13. Cause that seems to go. be where we're headed. Going to card 13. All right. All right. You got card 13 there, Eddie. I got card 13. Here we go. All right. Let's go. The back of card 13 is the best. Moving along the mossy stone wall that surrounds the property, you come across a jagged opening created by fallen rocks. It's just big enough for you to squeeze through. Once on the other side of the wall, you find yourself standing in a cobblestone plaza surrounded by marble and bronze figures. Most of the sculptures depict men gazing off into the distance, much like Lee uh, Searcy and I do. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd always do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, there it is. As if pondering the deeper meaning of it all. But at the edge of the courtyard is a monumental statue of a man atop a muscular steed. To your right, a stony pathway leads away from the statuary and into a picturesque garden where topiary bushes have been trimmed into whimsical shapes. Hmm. The back of the card is an amazing photo of that guy. And we have yet another choice, friends. Here we go. Get ready. If you inspect the statue of the man on the horse, go to story card four. If you walk towards the topiary bushes, go to story card 15. So do we get all, do we get all looky-loo on the statue or do we start walking? Look at the bushes. Topiary. How many 10 year olds know what a topiary bush is? Apparently we do because of our correspondence course. (laughs) (laughs) I was first in topiary class at correspondence school. You know, we're that insufferable kid in class. We're like, does anyone know what a topiary is? I do, Mrs. Smith. I do. I hate that kid. Who's that? Oh, we got two. Hey, Saucy Nugs is in the chat. We got Saucy Nugs here. We got Carolyn and both. Votes for the Ooh, topiary. Bushes. They both want to go we check got, out the bushes. We got fans of foliage here in this forum, so we're going to foray into the future with Fantasmic. Card 15. <laughs> yep, I'll go ahead and take care of 15. Jesse says, check the bushes. So we not bushwhacked. There you go. <laughs> you emerge into a clearing. Manicured bushes in the shapes of fish, swans, and rabbits perch atop a well-kept lawn. One larger shrub has been sculpted to look like an outstretched hand with its palm upturned. You see a black handle of some kind sticking out of one of the fingertips. Hmm. 
A brick path winds through the shrubs and splits into two paths in the distance. One of these leads towards a rickety wooden gate flanked by a pair of stone angel statues. The other path leads into an open field, across which you can see the front door of the Marsden Manor, which is our goal. Free action. To pull the handle out of the bush, draw clue five. So we get clue five. So we get a free action, Eddie. Listen, <laughs> I'll take any kind of free action. That's a joke, kid. That was a joke. <laughs> These are the jokes. If you don't like it, please stay. Please stay. Don't go. Uh, oh, look what we get, Eddie. Shears. Yes. Keep your knife. So... I'm here to trim some topiary. <laughs> yeah, you pull a pair. So here's what's on the card. You pull a pair of garden shears from the shrub. They could help you pry something open. Ah, now we're thinking ahead. Methinks. Oh, we want to keep this with our pocket knife. So yep. we've got a pocket knife, garden shears, and a bottle of water. And we're 10. We shouldn't and even be handling these things. <laughs> and we just basically trespassing. Throw the book at him. <laughs> he had a pair of garden shears. He knew what he was doing. But Illegal now we summary. have a choice, guys. If you walk through the wooden gate, go to card 21. If you head across the field toward the manor's front door, go to card three. So do we go. go to the wooden gates or do we go to the front door of the mansion? Do we go to the front door so we can say the classic phrase from New Jersey, shut the front door. Who's the ball? Who's the ball? Mona. Who's the ball? Mona. Mona. Samantha. Angela. We're in the freaking house of danger. We're in the house of danger over here. Who shut the front door? Shut Shut the front front door. door. By the way, I love this guy on the box art, by the way. This is how I picture this is how I picture Jesse on a bad day. Oh, with the the guy with the knife? Oh, oh no, the Civil War guy. The Civil War guy. Oh yeah, you're right. picture saucy nugs. <laughs> <laughs> saucy nugs. Right. Like, nope. And then not today. Well, look at on the other one is the guy with the knife in the bandana or whatever. Oh yeah, that looks like no, he's Al Garrison. To, he's about to put a hurting on people. That's a that's an Al Garrison coming at you. Yeah, right there. Oh my comics. <laughs> then you got the zomb you got the zombilly. Zombilly. Everybody's represented. Everybody's represented on this here box. So Saucy Nug says Goldilocks that house. Jesse says gate crasher. <laughs> Crash the gate. And Carolyn says Angel Statues don't blink, which is a Doctor Who reference. Carolyn invoking the Doctor Who, yeah. So um, where are we at on this? Do we have a uh, well two votes uh, for the- So we got Gate Crasher and Saucy Nugs says uh, go to the front door. Because he just wants to go up and knock on the door and go in. Kick that sucker and down. And let's see. Carolyn says the angel. So that's two the gate. for two the wooden gate. gate. And what's the uh, card number on that one? Number 21. I'm moving to 21. We're going to we're going to the gate. Here we go. And the statues. Card number 21. Here we go. 21. Yep. <clears throat> Passing between a pair of stone angels... 
you enter an old family cemetery. There is a marble mausoleum in the center of the cemetery. My favorite type of mausoleum, I want to point out, Lee. The, the marble kind. Made of marbles, like the shooter marbles. You just feel like, yay! Let's do that. It's just a big stack of marbles. Just a pile of marbles, a pyramid. There's dead people under those marbles. <laughs> That's <Sweet>. awesome. That's <laughs> Eddie's, is that how you want to be buried, Eddie? That's exactly how I want to be buried. Okay. Like, like you do the pyre, like you're going to burn me, and then you go, psych, we're not, pyramid of marbles, and we're done. <laughs> Let's see here. Marble mausoleum in the center of the cemetery. A short set of stairs leads into a shadowy interior. Mm. Next to where you stand, a freshly dug grave yawns in the pale sunlight. That's a great line, by the way. That is very good. I'm going to say that again. Next to where you stand, I'm gonna I'm gonna get all literary here. Next okay. to where you stand, a freshly dug grave yawns in the pale moonlight. Sunlight. Ooh, ha ha ha! Ooh, ha ha ha! It's unsettling to think of climbing into it, but you see something shiny embedded in the dirt walls. I mm. I want to stop kids right here. Stop kids because this is a probably a little bit of a danger spot where we climb into a grave. A grave. <laughs> And just somebody, saying. some just saying, no spotter, no nothing, and and somebody's gonna come along and just be like, I guess I gotta fill this grave, and then but you're dead. you have you have garden shears and a pocket knife and a water bottle. If there's not right, if there's not a more foreboding picture, look at that. Yeah, yeah, your water bottle won't be able to. Look at that. Stay hydrated before <laughs> as you die. You like um, the shovel and the pile of dirt there. The shovel really sells it because the guy's like, ah, I'm not even taking this shovel with me. Just stab it in the pile. Stab it in the pile of dirt. Here we go. Here's choice time, kids. If right. you enter the mausoleum, go to story card five. If you climb into the open grave, grave. <laughs> go to story card 16. Do we go into the mausoleum or do we climb into a grave? Well, okay. Saucy Nugs here has a theory. He says it could be a septic tank. Maybe they're installing a septic tank. Listen, he's not wrong. He's not off on that one. I mean, listen, I mean, I can only imagine having plumbing system in a cemetery is probably frowned upon. So putting a, cemetery, a septic tank in, why Why not at that point? Why not? Why are these the choices? <laughs> Jesse, you know you want to climb in that grave, brother. You know you want to climb in that hole. Come on, brother. Climb in the hole. Get in the get in the grave. You have a friend that's in a hole. You climb down in that hole with him. We don't have a friend though on this one. All we have is a pair of shears, and we haven't been able to trim any shrubs yet. So we're in a, a kind of a mansion area. How many mansion areas do you know have a mausoleum in the the property? I mean, I've seen a couple in my life, but every time you're kind of like, huh, weird, right? Like, I mean, mm. you know, you're like, I have this big house, but what else do I need? I know, family cemetery in the backyard. I want you grandpa know. buried out in the back. Yeah. I just want to, I just want, I want him close. Saucy Nugs doing exactly what I thought a saucy Nugs jump was going to do. He just <laughs> jump in the hole. Oh, here's Ben. I've done the choose your own Starbucks, but this looks way beyond. <laughs> ben, don't be scared, buddy. Don't be scared. This is built for people just like you. Bigfoot enthusiasts, daredevil costume wearing champions like yourself. House of danger, sir. Yes, it's it's basically a choose your own adventure book, but in the form of a board game for you and your fun family and friends. Nothing, nothing bad could happen here until no. you climb into a gosh dang grave, grave like Saucy Nugs wants us to do. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah. I'm, oh, 
Here, Jesse made a good point. Batman and no one else has a grave in their backyard. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to jump in the grave, Eddie. <laughs> I think Saucy Nugs won that one. This is where we're going to start firing up the song Cemetery Gates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. So we're going to right, story five. Card five, right? Five? Yeah, we're going to no, go no, back. No, no, no. Going in the grave is uh, 16. Oh, is it 16? Oh. Yeah, shoot. we're climbing... 16 and I'm not feeling keen. I'm not feeling keen. No. Oh boy. I can tell the you. the choose your own adventure tingles are going off. He's getting that sense. Without warning, the earthen walls begin to collapse around you. Oh, we're already in trouble. And before you can react, you're up to your waist in dirt. You writhe and twist, trying to escape, but it only causes more soil to cascade down. Soon, it's up to your shoulders, oh. then your neck, then your cheeks. You struggle to spit the soil out as it <laughs> fills your mouth. But within moments, you are fully buried. You can only see the dark earth in front of your eyes. Your hand closes around the metal disc, perhaps a coin. You'll never know, though, as the soil fills your lungs and the world wavers, goes gray before and turns black. The end. Wow. Man, saucy nugs. We know who not to listen to on our real adventure. Because y'all, we're going to make a real adventure one day and call all of you and be like, get in the car. We're going on a real adventure. <laughs> well, the good thing about the game, Eddie, is it lets you go back one step on the psychic scale. Oh. And you get to start and you go to the previous card. So nice. it lets you do what you did in the book. You would cheat and go back. <laughs> so we we have another shot at redemption here. We do. I'm gonna now, throw it out. Which there card was that? <laughs> that was card. That was card. Uh, Twenty one. Sixteen for the grave card for the dying. The dying card. Oh, the, oh, the choice. The choice is twenty one. Yeah. Yeah, we get to go back. That was twenty one, I believe. No. You gotta learn to trust those choose your own adventure senses. You can just be like, ooh. Ooh. I love the description. It's like Ooh. up to your waist, then up to your shoulders, then up to your cheeks. It's, you know, and then you, you breathe know, in like, the dirt. You're up to here in dirt cemetery dirt, and you're like, I think I'm gonna pull through this. I think we I th got <laughs> I, I think we're gonna I think be I okay. Puh, puh, puh. I think we're okay. I think we're Yeah, <laughs> it talks about your eyes. <laughs> It's like, okay, <laughs> I think we're in trouble. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. You got to have see. one good death, you know? And hey, oh, as far well, as our time goes, we're looking pretty good. Uh, let's see. It's 21 is the card, I believe. Yep, it was 21. Okay. That was where our critical choice was. So we're going to go to the mausoleum, yep. which is card Page five. Uh, card five. You want me to read that one? Yes. Here we go. Card five. Card five to stay alive, friends. The mausoleum interior feels musty and cool, much like Jesse. He's musty, musty and cool, but he's cool. Um, oh, hey, J hey, sorry, we got to interrupt Jesse with the pun. That was a grave error in judgment. That's how you do it. <laughs> he's like a shark with the puns. He is. If he doesn't pun, he'll die. He'll he'll die. That's uh, he will, yeah, yeah. The mausoleum interior feels musty and cool. Something is dripping from the ceiling and landing in the corner with a plink, which is odd given that it hasn't started raining yet. That means it's not rain. So don't drink it, kids. <laughs> 
you also notice the mausoleum is bigger on the inside than the outside suggested. A stone sarcophagus lies before you in the center of the chamber with the word Marsden carved into it. It appears that others have been in the mausoleum recently. There's a freshly dug pit to the side of the sarcophagus, and an elaborate tunnel has been dug into the ground beside the nearby wall. You can see that the tunnel is lined with cement. Here we go. Optional challenge here. Should we do this okay. part here? Uh, the first one is uh, we can draw... Uh, apparently, uh, it's an optional challenge of search around the sarcophagus. Apparently, if we win, we draw the clue. So what is this, Jesse? It's an eyeball. What it is is you just have to roll the dice, and if it's a three or higher, you win, okay. and you get to draw the card. Okay. And or an, we can do the other one. Or there's another optional challenge where we can remove the stone lid off the sarcophagus. And if we win this, we will draw a clue. And if we lose it, we raise the danger meter by two. So we can actually do both of these if we want. Oh, so we should do yeah. both. Why not? Let's do this right. Sure. Let, we'll make the call on this one. These guys are saying they okay. can make the choices. Since we have the shears on the uh, the uh, removing the stone lid. So since we got the shears, you can see here, we get extra two. Oh. So we're highly likely we'll roll more than three. So let's go ahead and remove the sarcophagus list lid. Okay. We got a six. Okay. So we get so we, card we 16. Won that one. Card 16. So which, yep. Bonus story choice. It takes some muscle, but you manage to remove the lid and are surprised to find that not only is there no body, but an opening to a secret passageway offers yet another way out of the mausoleum. Place the new story choice at the bottom of the story card five. This option may be considered when you're ready to make your story. Oh, okay. Yep. So instead of two choices, you get three. You get three. Yep. And now are we going to do the uh, search around the sarcophagus one as well? Yes. Let's do that one. Okay. We were old to six. So easy. Okay. So we draw a clue. 23. A large wooden dowel. Yeah. Stick. Get your get you one. <laughs> you find a a large wooden dowel. Your psychic sense tells you this is an important item. Keep this item. Move forward one space on the psychic scale. Finish story card five. Right. And so now we get to add it to our collection. So we have a pocket knife, garden shears, a wooden dowel, and a water bottle. Where are we carrying I mean, all this stuff? We are well equipped. I mean, we're just holding it in our hands like a schmuck. And because <laughs> it doesn't say backpack, but we're basically like one of the kids from Monster Squad right now. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is which when you're 10, that's a dream come true. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to break this dowel in half over my knee like my grandpa did when he was angry. <laughs> and and kill me a vampire. Kill a vampire with this stick with, right. sharp end, with the sharp end so now we got a few choices here so i'll read the two and then you can read the third option yeah. here <laughs> exactly you're my dad <laughs> at the supermarket yeah you know who's carrying all that stuff the kid he's my pack mule yeah so exactly. here we go we got, we got three choices here i'll read the first two leo read the third if you climb into the pit go to story card 16 i think we remember yeah. how that ended so if you I think travel, that one's off the table I think that one's off the table. Saucy Nugs goes, do it! <laughs> do it anyway! Septic tank. 
Uh, if you travel through the tunnel, go to story card 28. Or take the secret passageway, draw clue 24. Hmm. Hmm. So we said the pit is off. So that one basically leaves travel through the tunnel or take the passageway. Yeah. What is it, folks? And that would be either page 28 or what was your page? Draw clue 24. So you draw the clue card and it'll tell you where to go. Or what to do. We got secret passageway. We got secret passageway from Carolyn. Oh, oh. And Jesse passageway. And we'll give people a couple other seconds here. I love uh, Brent's Brent's constant tossing of fruit at me here. Oh, that was uh, Mr. Saucy Nugs. When does Eddie realize his dice only has one side on? <laughs> That's one all side. My, all my dice is ones. How can I can just roll ones for some reason. That's crazy. I can't even get snake eyes. Brent, what about the choice, trip your partner, he's slower than you. <laughs> See, Brent's thinking, thinking like a like a more progressive 21st century adventurer. This is a straight out of the 1980s thing. When you're like, yeah. I go at it alone, bro. Lone yeah. wolf all the time. What time is all lone I wolf time? Need. All the time. All, all the time. I just need my pocket knife, and I'm good. Right. And a correspondence course. Listen, if all you right. don't get into this world with a correspondence course, you're just... <laughs> Those are the good old days when all you needed was a correspondence course. 20 bucks a stamp <laughs> in 30 days and you'd have yourself a degree. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess passageway? I passageway. Passageway it is. So that's okay. uh, 28, Here's card, right? Here's card 24. Clue 24. So I'll read it here. There you go. You travel through the tunnel for what feels like forever. The light disappears and the tunnel eventually ends. You feel frightened and trapped. You want to run back and try the other routes out of the mausoleum. Before you go, you feel around in the dark. There's nothing in front of you or to your sides. But you discover a mossy hatch in the tunnel ceiling. You turn the handle and the hatch opens onto the grassy patch at the entrance to the hedge maze. Hmm. Go to card 12. Okay. All right. I'm going to card 12. All right. You grab card 12. By the way, Grassy Patch was my nickname in beauty school. (laughs) (laughs) At correspondence course. At, At the correspondence beauty school that I went to. Yes. All right. Here we go. The hedge maze is massive. Its thick hedge walls are twice as tall as you, but don't seem stable enough to climb. So you'll have to solve this labyrinth the old-fashioned way. Ooh. With a trained monkey. (laughs) (laughs) You take a deep breath to steady your 10-year-old nerves and head through the maze's entrance. All the while carrying (gasps) a pocket knife, shears, a water bottle, and a wooden dowel. Dowel rod. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Continue in the back. Here we go. If you go, oh, here we go. If you go, le- this is like one of those labyrinth, literal labyrinths of the movie. Oh, labyrinth. Yeah. If you go left, draw clue number nine. If you go right, draw clue number one. Oh. Left. Luckily, oh, at wrong. correspondence course, you were first in hedge mazes. You were like, I placed first in hedge mazing, hedge mazery. 
<laughs> is I'm that how you eight. would pick up women at school? Exactly. Hey. Yeah, the other, hey, I'm a level, I'm a level seven hedge mazist, <laughs> hedge mason. <laughs> Get away from me, you D and D freak! You're gross. Hit you with a squirt gun. So, clue, we're, so, so we're drawing clues on this one, not not yeah not story. Not this story is different. So left, so left or, or right. right? Carolyn says left. Okay. We have one vote for left. Oh, saucy dogs left. Two lefts. Or Beyonce to the left. To the left. I think we're gonna go. I think, I think we're gonna go left here. That's clue number nine. Left. Nine. Left it is. All right, I got it here. You turn and follow the path deeper into the maze. You feel like you're going in the right direction. To go left, draw clue eleven. To go right, draw clue twelve. Oh, so we're almost we're doing... using the clue cards now as stories. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. So again, again, left or right, everybody. Left or right again. And I don't have my clue cards open. You might have to be. Re I'll get mine open while you. Okay. What should we do again, guys? Left or right? Left. I don't or... know what to do. Like we're standing here like a couple of morons, just waiting for someone to tell us. Even though we're a level seven mazist. Listen, I may have gotten flying flying A's and straight A's on the correspondence course, but when it comes to left or right, I need some guidance here. Oh, saucy nugs. Give it a left. Give it a left. And what number was left again? What clue? That one was clue 11. Clue 11? I mean, when saucy nugs tells you to go left, you go left. Is that, is that how that works? Yes. Jesse says, except you're going in the left direction, not the right direction. Oh, Jesse. Uh, Jesse, <laughs> I love him to death. Sometimes those uh, puns just hurt my kidneys. <laughs> NASCAR, go left, Jesse says. <laughs> All the time. That was clue 11? Clue 11, yeah. My clues are all out of cattywampus. Oh. I'm missing the... clue 11, bro. Really? Nine, Well, ten. I got it. Oh, there, I got, I got it. it. I found it. I found it. It was stuck. It was stuck. Okay. Um, you keep going and going. You're an Energizer bunny. Look at that. Yeah. You keep going and going. It seems like you've just walked into a circle. Raise <laughs> the danger meter by two. Uh-oh. And draw clue 12, which I have in my hand if you want to just read it. Two. Okay. You read 12 while I have it here? Yes, please. You feel like you might be getting close to the end of the maze. Oh, good Lord. Here we go. To go left, draw clue 13. To go right, draw clue 14. <laughs> oh, boy. We're hand. getting lost in the maze. We're going to die in the maze. I think we might be. So left or right? <laughs> We've done two lefts. Boop, boop. It got left. You do oh, left. it got left out, Jesse bop, says. Bop, bop, yep. Okay, Saucy, Saucy Nug says go right. right. All right, go right is draw four, clue 14. So here we go. 14. Oh, Carolyn said go right. There we go. You'd think... You'd think you'd be better at this by now. Raise danger meter by two and draw clue 13. Oh, man. Lordy. 13. So we're going to okay, go Okay, I'm going to read 13 now. Okay. Finally, you see it. 
The end of the maze. Ah. Go to story card. And you have no socks or shoes because you've used them for markers to figure out where you were last time. <laughs> to figure out where you were. <laughs> yeah. Um, go to story card 18, Mr. Lee. 18. All right. Let me grab 18. Here we go. You finally come to the end of the hedge maze. It exits towards a pool house. A short stone pedestal stands in front of you with a metal lockbox on top. Perhaps someone wants to re reward you for navigating that accursed maze, though the whole thing does seem suspicious. Looking toward the pool house, you see its door is barely hanging from the hinges. There is also a gate that leads, you assume, directly to the pool. Oh, free action. To see if the locks box is open, draw clue three. Yeah, I'll do that since you're reading the story. All right. Clue number three. The grounds. Ah. Oh, we got Oh, you know, you should probably draw this one because it's more equipment. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you go is. for it. key. Not only is the lockbox open, but inside you find a key to a truck. Your psychic senses tell you this is an important item. Keep this item, move forward two spaces on the psychic scale, and finish card 18. Man, we got keys now. Fun fact, that was my nickname. Uh, no, that was, that was what I called, I named my first truck as a kid. <laughs> psychic truck? Truck, trucky, trucky, trucky. Uh, uh, so we're at level five on the psychic scale, which is basically yeah, your are. board. You can, you can levitate stuff with your mind now. I know. So we have a truck. Right. Yes. And a dowel rod or a wooden dowel shears, pocket knife and a water bottle. Nice. Lots of stuff. Here's our choices guys. Uh, Jesse with the pun. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, man. My head. <laughs> it hurt. It hurt. Oh, love Jesse. Love him. If you explore the pool house, go to story card 11. If you walk through the gate to check out the pool, go to story card 23. Guess we're going to go for a swim. There you go. Oh, Jesse. Keep on Keep trucking. On trucking. He just there it is. He can't help himself. Can't stop. He can't. He can't. I can't, he can't stop. stop. Nope. Nope. You can't stop so, Jesse when he puns. You can only contain him. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can't stop. Do you explore the pool house or do we go look at the pool? I evidently is the two options. Hmm. Saucy Nugs saying, go to that pool house. What are you doing? There's a house with a pool in Check it? Why are you even why are you not in there? Go for a swim. Yeah. You're a ten year old. Go swim. Yeah. Come on. It's a stranger's well, house. Why not? Happen. I have a wooden dowel. <laughs> what could go wrong? That could go wrong. I have a dowel here. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just set all my stuff next to the pool and jump in. Jesse's like, no oh. more gates. Oh, so Carolyn says pool house. Jesse says pool house. So I think we're going to go to the pool house. And is that number 11? That is number 11. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. You can tell that the pool house was once quite luxurious. It contains half a dozen private rooms with showers, as well as an ornate mahogany bar in the common area. It must have been fun to hang out in this place in its glory days. 
that had to add that caveat. As a 10-year-old, you're like, this place was good in its glory days. Yeah, of course. Those sounds fade as the sounds of a disturbance erupts from the top of a gazebo in the distance. They hyphenated it because they were running out of space. And I literally almost said gazebo. Gazebo? (laughs) Gazebo. Gazebo. Now you can My uncle was from there. My uncle's from Gaysbo. It's a great town. Good people there. And now you can hear a lone violin playing a soothing melody. Nothing. Ah, Melody. Sorry. Um, If you investigate the gazebo, not the Gaysbo, go to story card number nine. If you follow the sound of the violin, go to story card 17. There's your photo. Or you're, oh, you're drawing. God. That's a nice gaze bow right there. It is a good gaze bow. You need one of those in your backyard, Eddie. I'm going to get one. I'm going to do it. You watch. <laughs> um, yeah. If you investigate the gazebo, or do we go check out the sound of a violin that just started to play? I need to point out, we're not inside the house yet. No, we're still outside the house. And our goal was to get inside. <laughs> Come on, kid. We died once already. Follow the siren song. It's never let anyone astray. I love it. I love it. Superfluous description. Superfluous description. Exactly. So Saucy Nug says go to the gazebo because yep. the sound, the violin, nothing but trouble there. Yep. And oh, Carolyn says go to the violin. Go to the violins. Let's do it. So we're split. We're sp- oh, we are split. Yeah. Because Saucy Nug says, don't go to the violin. Carolyn says, go to the violin. Uh, see, I thought he was saying, go ahead and do it. And then being funny on top of it. Or was he being sarcastic? I think he was. I think he was. Oh. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm starting to detect a little bit of sarcasm coming off of Saucy Nug. Okay, Saucy Nug's is a little sarcastic. Just a little so bit. we're going to 17. I think he adds a little extra sauce to those nugs. Extra sauce to that sarcasm. A little, sauce, a little saucy nug. You need a little sarcasm to dip in that. Let's know what song they're playing. They're playing Cemetery Gates. They're playing Cemetery Gates on the violin. All right. I think this is me. Right? That's you. Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. You move further and further toward the hypnotic sound of the distant violin, which is oddly calming and uplifting, even as the winds increase around you. You notice there is a driveway up in the distance. But before you get there, you arrive at a horse stable with an open gate. Inside, sitting on a stool, is the source of the violin music. A chimpanzee playing his heart out, a soulful expression on his face. A chimp is fully committed to the music. You've never heard such an emotional performance. It's dot, dot, dot. It's beautiful. I want to go on the record and say, I predicted this. <laughs> Did you remember this? I said you had a monkey in the maze. Yep. And I know there's some debate. Oh, those chimps aren't monkeys. You knew what I meant. Yeah. You, know, the you violin. predicted it, Eddie. We have a violin playing chimp as part of our story. Yeah. Now. Look at this. Oh, I'm going to get it over here. Yeah, it's opposite. Oh! Look at that. You know, you know look, he has lost in his own music. Look at him. I know. Yeah, ask him to play Freebird. <laughs> That's the He works oh he works for bananas, Jesse. Yeah, yeah. 
He works for Peanuts. So I'm sure Jesse will come up with a better pun than that. Oh, I'm He's sure the pun master. My, my puns are puny. If you leave the stable and run to the driveway, go to card 30. If you tiptoe through the gate to experience the full power of the performance, go to card 24. So basically, do we get closer to the chimp or do we go and try to fulfill our goal? Right. God forbid we actually do the thing that we're here to do. Do, yeah. I mean, this kid. But he's also like, but how often do I see a violin playing chimp? Not only chimp, playing the violin, but playing it well. Yeah. You know? Hypnotic. I mean, I'm enjoying Remember all the descriptors. Movie. Like Jesse said, there's lots of descriptors. Superfluous. Oddly calming and uplifting. The winds increase around you. So, you know. I was having trouble seeing the sense of it all, but now I feel like this this chimpanzee's violin playing has really given me a new lease on life. I think so. It's moved you. I know. So what do we do, guys? Do we go to the stable or do we go, Tremi, talk to the chimp? We got Carolyn with the first vote here. Chimp might rip off your face. Stay away. Stay. She's not wrong. Just play a violin, though. I know. She's not wrong. No. No. not, but it is hypnotic. A, hip, a, a chimp playing a violin, Eddie. I don't know about that. At that point, I might be like, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. You, I yeah. died once. I died once. Somehow I got brought back. It's buried I, alive. I was roundabout and all, all over town and inside that maze. <laughs> I was buried alive and now I'm seeing chimps playing a violin. I know. Maybe what, I'm already am I smoking? Am I in hell? <laughs> 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 just like lost all over again you've been dead the whole time ah, 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 you know ah, ah, ah. like damn it so um we got one vote to go to stay the away stable. yep yeah, we stay go away stable? that's card number 30 i'm on it <laughs> card number 30 i think we're getting to the end oh my gosh especially uh for today here because we were just doing chapter one right yep that's the plan. Chapter, chapter one, goal achieved. Ooh. Okay. You appear in a driveway, which leads you to the mansion's entrance. On the door is a plaque that reads Marsden and a large crystal door knocker, which seems newer than everything else on the front of the building. You knock loudly many times, but there is no answer. The storm is really picking up now. You try the doorknob and are surprised to find that the door is unlocked. Of course it is. Of course. You've been lucky enough so far, but you wonder if you've missed something. Before you enter the house, you look back. You can see a few clear paths. One leads towards a statuary, another to a small cemetery. Two more paths stretch out toward a watery ditch with a gate and the house's luxurious pool. You could go back to explore if you want. I know what they're doing here. Yeah, I know. They're trying to get us to go back and find more clues yeah. or, yeah, or stuff. Yep. Or potentially die again. Continue. Um, story return. There are items in this chapter that will be useful later in the story. You can take a risk and go back for any uh, you missed by following the choices below. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't think any of us wants to go back through. No, because. Yeah. Because you might have made the choices and not gotten all the stuff that we got, but we right. got 
everything. Yeah, we got literally, it says go to the statuary. We've been there and we found something yep. there, right? Uh, yeah, we if did. You go to the, if you go to the cemetery, uh, same thing. If you head to the ditch, which we did that too. And if you head to the pool, which we did that too. That too. Man, so, we got them all. Man, we got all the clues. Forget Blue's clues. This is like, you know, clueless clues. We're just stumbling. Clues. We're just like up to the front door carrying all of our stuff. We're like, ah! Armloads of stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me in. Let me uh, in. Other, otherwise, you may advance to chapter two and you keep all your inventory items. Inventory items. All right. That's a good, that's that was a good, good Eddie. Yeah. Well, we navigated chapter one. Get, well, sort of. Kinda. We only died we died, once. We died once. <laughs> Not too bad. Yeah. All things we considered. Made it, we made it through chapter one. And okay. our danger meter is only at four. And we're at number five. So we're right on. That's where we well, need to be. And our danger meter goes as high as a what? A six? Well, six. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. you you have to roll. Now that we moved up a little bit, we have to roll a four or higher to succeed in a, a oh, combat event. Yes. Yeah. Things get the, the ante is upped. But you know? we have the bottle of water, yep. which is basically our health. We can yep. drink it and go back to three. Oh, okay. So if we get maybe to five, we may want to drink it. I don't know. Yep. We'll see. Drink the juice. Drink the juice. <laughs> and, and then we have all those nice little items that I'm sure at some point are going to come in handy. Yes. So, yeah, I want to keep those and use those later, like the like like your truck keys, Eddie. Yeah. You come across a truck. It's missing a key. What do you do? It's like, use the, use the wooden dowel, dummy. <laughs> use the wooden dowel. <laughs> oh, Jesse with more puns. All things included. Included. Oh, uh, my body. Yeah, he's he's the master. He's hurt my brain. Um, I think this was really fun. It was fun. Yeah, I've got five chapters, and yep. then I've also got. I should have grabbed it. I've got the the Power Master game too, which is the same thing, just different. We're just fighting the Power Master. Yes. Well, who doesn't want to fight the power master? I want to fight him right now. <laughs> I mean, well, we got to get through the house to get right. to the power master. So the plan here is that we're going to end on chapter one right now. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, yes. uh, and pick this back up on the next one. Yeah. We'll just start where we, with all of our items and we'll go chapter two. It's a good place to go. Uh, yeah. Everybody, like we said, next time. And we'll, uh, I mean, we'll talk after this video and figure out scheduling and try to get that nailed down a little bit better. And, and then yeah. uh, you can join us all for the next one. Yeah. And pick this up, pick this game up. Maybe you can play along with Eddie and I. Ooh, that'd be fun. Make your own puns. Make your own puns as you play Make this your game. Puns. Doggone it. Yeah. Don't leave it up to Jesse the whole time. Yeah. Jesse can only do so much people. Guys. He's a human being, believe it or not. Is he? <laughs> Is he though? I don't know. Is he though? I don't know. He might be a robot. Uh, here we go. Uh. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you to everybody in the chat and thanks to Eddie. We'll do it again soon. Thank you guys. See ya. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening. It means a lot that you took the time to hear what we have to say. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com for all the different ways you can connect with us and how you can be part of the live event. And until next time, you choose the adventure.
what better way to start 2021, Eddie, than a house of danger, right? What house do you live in? I live in <laughs> a house of danger. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, why are you going to live in a dangerous house? Don't be doing that. House is supposed to be safe. You know? Two dangerous oh. houses. Dose. Uh, uh, big hello to Jesse, brother Jesse, and then Carolyn Daly. Yep. Man, I miss you, girl. We got. I got to answer. She messaged me so long ago. How are you doing? And I got. You know, talk about life. Got totally yanked off to the side, and and yeah. I never got back to my my good friend Carolyn. So I have to get back. To I know Carolyn. Carolyn's a dedicated viewer slash listener. Right. Yeah, and look look yeah. how I repay her kindness with not replying yes. to email. I'm sorry. <laughs> well.